0: So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. So, again, Brian Reese with VA Claims Insider, coming at you live from Austin, Texas, and check it out, in honor of the United States Space Force. (laughs) Coming at you live from outer space. This is my green screen, by the way. Um, It's pretty cool. You can change your background to all kinds of different things. Um, But anyway, hopefully it's not distracting. Uh, What am I most excited about in the new United States Space Force? All of the hilarious and ridiculous memes and GIFs that are already coming out of this um there there's some really funny ones if you jump onto my personal facebook page you'll see a few that i've highlighted (laughs) it's like lasers right and stuff like that but anyway uh welcome to everybody just jumping in again we're already over 50 folks on live um i'm about a minute early here so i'm not going to start quite yet uh i'll wait until a few more folks join because i I don't want to start early so hi from orange what's up shane Gregors from central Louisiana. Julia from Killeen. You're right down the road. Not too far. I'm uh, from Austin. What's up, Ronis? Hey, Mike Sumner. Boom! Boom! You guys know I say boom all the time, right? It's kind of like my, uh, my little thing. Somebody asked me the other day if I thought about trademarking boom, and I just laughed. Probably not going to trademark boom. <laughs> I don't think you could anyway uh what's up charles good morning hey brian from amarillo texas charles from palm beach oh man yeah he's posting this little hilarious laugh of dialing in from west palm beach florida how's the weather down there man (laughs) probably pretty nice okay um good morning tim from phoenix hey gary from san antonio i used to live in cibolo So not too far from you. Uh, Debbie from Carolina Beach, North Carolina. Oh, Brian from Carolina Beach. Jim from Virginia Beach. Brian from Chicago, Illinois. That's what's so cool about this, though, right? Technology has changed the game, guys. We're able to communicate with anybody anywhere over live video, 24-7 around the world. It's it's an amazing thing, um, and it's certainly given us the ability to grow the VA Claims Insider brand and movement very quickly, the ability to inter- to uh, engage you guys, to put out amazing content, um, and we're gonna keep doing it, right? I mean, we've already become the number one brand. When it comes to education and information regarding VA disability claims, between Military Disability Made Easy, our web property, which we own, and VA Claims Insider, we're the number one brand, guys. We're the number one in keyword search. We put out the most videos. We have double the subscribers on YouTube as anybody else. Okay. Um, and it's just, it's an absolute blessing for us to be able to do this with you live and in community in a group, in a group session. Um, lives lives are being changed every single day, guys, um, including my own. You know, I, I've got a story, which I won't share in detail today. I just, I don't want to go on that rant today because we're not talking about mental health, but, um, you know, we've all got a story of how we got here, and uh, and I've got a story. You know, I'm lucky to be alive, you guys, um, and that's how much this means to me. Is I know in my heart that this movement saves lives. Okay, how many people can say that? How many people do you know who have founded a company or a nonprofit? How many of them will stand before you on live video and say? I am positive that what we do changes lives. I, I haven't met anybody yet, um, but I can make that claim because it truly does change people's lives. It saves lives. We've saved marriages. We've helped homeless people off the street. People have come clean after drugs, alcohol, gambling addictions. Um, people with mental health conditions who multiple divorces who who didn't understand. they were going through they're they're not suffering alone anymore they're getting help and again that's that's the bigger purpose here right and that's what we celebrate at VA Claims Insider is life change okay I'm proud to announce uh, we're the platinum sponsor of stop military suicide Um, everybody talks about veteran suicide right which it's a serious problem right 22 a day the veteran suicide initiatives we do a ton in that space but we've also reached all the way back into the active duty corps. We are sending uh, now veterans, but folks who wore the uniform, just like you and me, who also attempted suicide while they served on active duty. We are sending them to military installations around the world to speak into the lives of our active duty men and women, to talk about these issues, to say that it's okay to ask your neighbor if they're thinking about killing themselves. It's okay to recognize some of those signs and symptoms. And, you know, it's, it's you, we got to have these honest conversations. And that's what we're doing. Again, that's what our movement has enabled us to do, guys, is speaking out into that. We're going to be doing some stuff with veteran homelessness in 2020. We're launching the VA Claims Insider Foundation. Uh, I'm just, I'm really, really excited, you guys, about where all this stuff is going. Um, one of the things we're going to be doing in the foundation, uh, which is going to be central to uh, to what we do with the foundation, is, of course, uh, getting homeless vets off the street, getting them the help and care that they need. Um, and then the other thing that we're going to be looking into doing here is sponsoring service dogs for veterans, okay? So, if you're a disabled veteran and you're struggling from a mental health condition, um, we're going to have some resources in place where uh, the foundation can actually pay for your service dog, okay, and for the training and the service dog. So there's just some amazing things coming, you guys, and um, I'm so blessed to, to do this with you guys live and in community, okay? Again, welcome, everybody. I see Eric's on, Francine. Hey, Crystal, my virtual assistant. She's amazing. Love you, Crystal. Uh, The first thing I want to do, though, is I want to do a quick disclaimer here before we jump into the top three reasons why VA disability claims get denied and how you can punch back legally, morally, and ethically. Okay, so hopefully you guys can see my screen here okay. I'm going to blow this up before we start talking about it here. Okay, number one, disclaimer, I am not an accredited agent. I am not a VSO. I am not an attorney. Okay, and I'm not any other entity recognized by the Department of Veterans Affairs, and I'm not affiliated with the VA in any way. Okay. This video training today is for educational purposes only and should not be substituted for the medical advice from a doctor or a healthcare provider um, or the legal advice of a VA accredited attorney. Okay. Um, and I found some of this stuff on the FTC's website about results. Okay. So your individual results may vary. You've maybe seen stuff like that if you're watching an infomercial or somebody talking about their weight loss programs. But I just want to acknowledge this with you guys up front, okay, that by watching this video, using our website, our Master Elite Program, you acknowledge there are completely free services available to assist you with your disability claim for benefits. We recommend veterans utilize the free services. Provided by entities like national service orgs. You've all probably heard of DAV, VFW, AMBETS, Legion. There's also uh, other, many, many other organizations. There's state sponsored organizations in many states who can help you file, prepare, and file your disability claim. They'll represent you. Okay, or you can also utilize the paid services of VA accredited agents or VA accredited attorneys. Utilization of VA Claims Insider's website or our services is not required to submit a claim for disability benefits and you may achieve a positive result or outcome with these other free or paid organizations, okay? I'm not doing any offers today and I'm not listing any testimonials, but if you see folks across Facebook or YouTube who are sharing their story, okay, those are real testimonials from real clients. We didn't ask them to share those. They're not paid or influenced by us to share those. They just wanted to tell you about the results that they got, okay? uh we don't we make no guarantees okay we're not the va we're not your cnp examiners we're not the va raters we don't make the final claim decisions okay so we we can't we we can make no guarantee of results by using our website or services and your individual results may vary now what we can tell you is the averages okay the average veteran who completes the va claims insider elite program uses our proprietary resources inside of the Elite Experience portal, the VA Claims Insider Mastermind group, which many of you are in, um, and the medical consulting process. Okay, if you get DBQs, disability benefit questionnaires, and medical nexus letters, which we'll talk about a little bit today, the average veteran in our program receives a 30% increase in their disability rating within six months of claim submission. Okay, Again, that's the average okay, of, of a veteran in our program. Okay. I just wanted to get that out there to you guys uh, so that everybody knows up front kind of who we are and uh, you can make the best decision, right, for you and your family. Okay. Now, the other thing I want to mention to you guys is if you're live on Facebook, please ask your questions now or throughout the presentation. I've got team members on. There's also fellow vets on who know a ton about our process and our programs, and maybe they're in the program, and they can share their experiences with you. That's what a mastermind is. Veterans helping veterans live and in community. That's what a mastermind is. That's what we offer at VA Claims and Okay. So ask your questions throughout. If you're watching recording on YouTube, no worries. Ask your questions in the comments. Combat Craig, one of our other team members, um, somebody on the YouTube team, and even myself, we'll go in and try to answer those um, as, as many as we can. Okay. And again, there are our opinions. Uh, we're, We're not your attorneys. We're not your BSOs or anything like that, okay? So let's talk about this right now, the top three reasons why VA claims get denied and how you can take the power back and punch back legally, morally, and ethically. And the sad part, guys, is the stuff that I'm talking about today, almost nobody else is sharing. And sometimes the very first time a veteran even finds out about this idea of their disability claim was denied is when you get your dang denial letter, right? And you get that sinking, sickening feeling in your stomach of feeling like you got called a liar, right? Or feeling like you're a failure, feeling like you let yourself and your family down. I've been there, right? I've seen it, I've received a letter from the VA that says denied, not service connected, okay? And that's the most common thing that we see, right? So if you've ever logged into eBenefits or va.gov and you see things, when you log into your profile, you click the disabilities tab, you'll see the laundry list of things that you have that are either service connected, not service connected, and then what the rating is. If you see things though, that say not service connected, there is hope. Do not quit, okay? Do not quit. You can always fight back. There's always another answer. And I want to talk about that for one second. The only time you lose in the VA disability claims process is if you quit or die, okay? Now, I know there's there's sometimes people say they, (coughs) they think the VA is waiting for you to quit or die. I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. But the point is, the only time you really lose is if you quit, okay? And we don't let you quit. That's why we do this live and in community. We encourage you. We do the power hours on Friday with with Brett Robinson, right? We encourage you as fellow veterans because we all need a little pick-me-up, right? Sometimes we need a hug. Sometimes we need a kick in the butt, right? We all need that. And that's what we help you do inside of our membership programs, okay? Okay. All right, so let's talk about these three reasons. Your VA claim gets denied. This is not service connected. You're frustrated. You don't understand. Maybe you've read through your, your VA rating decision letter and the rater or the CMP examiner lists all the reasons why they denied you. Um, and, and it's bull crap, right? Maybe they didn't look at some evidence you submitted. Maybe they disregarded the evidence you submitted. Um, maybe you never even got a C&P exam, compensation and pension exam, uh, and you're wondering now what, okay? Um, Or maybe you're here, you haven't even been denied yet, but you're worried about it, and you want to know, okay, if I get a denial, how do I fight back? All right, so let's talk about the three requirements, okay? Are you even eligible for VA disability benefits under the law, okay? There's generally three things that you have to follow, and I'm going to be talking about these forever, okay, until I'm blue in the face, until you can recite them from memory, okay? Okay. Number one, medical diagnosis of a disease, disability, or condition, okay? Now, a lot of times what you might see is something that says denied, there's no evidence in the veteran's active duty service treatment records of a disability or condition, okay? And we'll talk about that. But generally, you must have a medical diagnosis of the condition before you file your disability claim. Benefits. Okay, if you don't, the VA Raider is going to look at it and be like, "All right, dude, you say you have PTSD, you don't have a diagnosis of PTSD. You say you've got fibromyalgia, it's not listed anywhere in a medical record." Okay. Um, now, a common misconception here is that that medical diagnosis needs to be in your service treatment records. Okay. Now, when I talk about service treatment records, I'm talking about your military medical records from when you served. Okay. That is a myth. The medical diagnosis of your disability condition does not need to be in your service treatment records. Okay, I'm gonna say that again. Your medical diagnosis of PTSD, fibromyalgia, GERD, IBS, migraines, tension headaches, back condition, whatever your, your disability condition is that you're going for, it does not need to be diagnosed in your, in your service treatment records. In fact, you maybe either didn't have the condition then or didn't know you had the condition then, meaning you never sought treatment. Or maybe you did injure your knee or your back or your hip or your sleep apnea began on your deployment, but you never got help, right? The military culture is mission first. You suck it up, you carry on. You don't go to the doctor when you need help, and it's the ultimate catch-22. You leave the service. It's probably the first time you've ever even found out that there is this thing called the VA. I didn't even know what the VA was when I was on active duty. Okay? It wasn't until my transition assistance program class that I even found out that there was this other agency and there were benefits and you might be eligible okay, for education, benefit, housing benefits, disability compensation benefits. I didn't even know until my transition assistance program class. But the issue here, guys, is we leave active duty without proper documentation of our disabilities or conditions. And then what happens? You get the denial, and the VA says, there's no evidence of any disease. There's no evidence of any subjective symptoms. There's no diagnosis in your service treatment records. Duh. That's my answer to you guys, VA raters and veterans and C&P examiners, duh, because you either didn't know or you didn't go to the doctor, okay? So here we are years later, your VA claim gets denied because they can't find a diagnosis or they don't think there's a nexus, okay? It's not over unless you quit. Now, here's the solution, okay? You need to get a medical diagnosis, and it's okay if that medical diagnosis is on VA medical records, meaning you're in treatment, you've got a primary care doctor at the VA, maybe you're going to a vet center, maybe you've got a psychologist, you're a psychiatrist, um, you're in therapy, you're taking medications. It's okay if that first diagnosis is not in your active duty records, but it needs to be somewhere now, either in VA records or in the private records if you're seeing an outside provider. Okay, VA Mission Act. Maybe you're now getting care from an outside provider. Okay. Get copies of those medical records if and when you go to file your disability claim. Okay. Now, if you've already been denied, okay, let's say you were denied six months ago, nine months ago, whatever. If you're within a 12 month window, you can appeal that decision. Okay. We're not here to talk about appeals today. But there's a ton of resources out there on YouTube and on our blog regarding the VA higher level review, which is the first lane, as well as the VA supplemental claim. <clears throat> now, the difference, <clears throat> excuse me, guys, I'm, I'm still coming over being, um, I ha- I've had a cold like the last eight weeks, so I'm still, still coming out of it. The difference is, if you do a VA higher level review, what you think is the VA made a mistake or they didn't review a piece of evidence that you submitted and you're calling them out, right? You think they made a mistake or an error. What's going to happen is you're likely going to get a higher level review conference call with a DRO, a decision review officer. This is a good thing, okay? In our experience, this is a good thing, okay? If you have new and relevant evidence, maybe you've got new and relevant medical evidence. You've got a new DBQ. You've got a new Medical nexus opinion. You've got a new lay statement, right? A buddy letter. Maybe it's a a statement you write yourself. That's new and relevant evidence not previously considered. Maybe you want to do the VA's supplemental claim, okay, to submit new and relevant evidence. Okay, but you got to be within that 12 month to appeal. Otherwise, you just start a new claim. If you're past the 12 months and you don't want to fight for your back pay, just open up a new claim on va.gov and get your evidence together, okay? So that's number 1. You got to have a medical diagnosis, guys. If you don't, and it's not somewhere in a medical record, I can virtually guarantee you, okay, that you're going to be denied disability benefits because you can't even prove that you have the disability. Okay? So that's the first one. And and we see that very common, right? Somebody'll say, "Hey Brian, I don't understand why my migraines Got denied, right? Okay, well, do you have a diagnosis of migraines? Well, no, but I have headaches, right? That's not good enough. That's not good enough. Okay, the number two reason, all right, and this is right out of the law. In order to be eligible for VA disability benefits under the law, a disability you suffer from today must have been caused or made worse by your active duty service. Okay, or by another service-connected disability rated at 0% or higher. That's if you're pursuing secondary service connection. Now, let's talk about this. When you see things, again, that say not service-connected, if you had a medical diagnosis, the reason you're getting denied most likely is the VA rater and or in conjunction with the compensation pension examiner has determined you do not have a nexus which is the logical link or connection needed to establish service connection on an at least as likely as not basis? Now, let's talk about this for a second. Okay? I threw a lot at you there, and you might be kind of wondering, what the heck are you talking about, Brian? Okay, nexus. You can Google it if you want. What is a nexus? The definition of a nexus is connection. That's what it means. Nexus means connection. So what the VA is telling you, and it's right in 38 CFR, it's codified, is if the VA believes that your disability was due to something other than your service, okay, drug or alcohol abuse, right, the veteran's own willful misconduct, um, maybe your PTSD, maybe you left the service 30 years ago, and then you became a police officer, and the VA believes that your PTSD is due to your time as a police officer, not your time in service, okay? They can deny service connection because they're gonna say there's no logical link or connection between your service and your current disability. PTSD, GERD, migraines, IBS, right? Whatever the, the situation is. So generally what we see too, is the longer the time has gone by since you serve, the harder it is to prove your nexus, although it's not impossible and we're gonna talk about that, okay? So let's think about this for a second, though. How do you potentially prove this logical link or connection, right? Which is the nexus? The good news is we operate in a non-adversarial system. okay? Now you might you might laugh at that. What do you mean non-adversarial? I hate the VA. The VA hates me. The raiders suck. The CMP examiners suck. I get it. Sometimes it feels very adversarial. What I'm talking about, though, is legally the burden of proof needed for you to get disability benefits is very low relative to what we all know and understand. Okay. So think about this. You've ever watched TV, you watch law and order, you see a criminal case, you see a trial. Okay. You see things though in a, in a criminal court. Okay. Where you have to convict somebody beyond a reasonable doubt. That's a very, very high legal standard okay, to prove something beyond a reasonable doubt. And that's probably a good thing, right? If, if we're potentially going to have a trial and convict somebody of a, of a criminal act, we want to dang near be sure, right? Well, I mean, I want to say positive, but it's, it's not to that extent, but it's close. Beyond a reasonable doubt. That's the criminal burden of proof. Versus, ver, um, um, versus if you think of uh, a civil trial, Right? So something that's not criminal, if it's civil related. The standard, the burden of proof is typically on a preponderance of the evidence basis, okay? Which means there's a greater than 50% chance that something either is is true or false. That's what preponderance of the evidence means. That's a lower standard than beyond a reasonable doubt, okay? But it's still a higher standard than you are required to prove to the VA by law. Okay. So let's talk about this. Sometimes it's referred to as the reasonable doubt rule. I've heard people talk about the reasonable the doubt doctrine. All that it means is you, as the veteran, with the evidence you submitted, you need to persuade the decision maker that the factual matter at issue is at least as likely as not. I'm going to say that again at least as likely is not that means there's a 50 50 chance it's neither for or against it's neither positive or negative it's 50 50 okay that's a very low standard you guys very low okay so i want you to be thinking about though how do you prove your disability on an at least as likely as not basis i think there's two things you can do if you've ever been denied service connection before and you think it's crap, you wanna fight it, okay? The first thing I think you can do is you can get something called a buddy letter, okay? A buddy letter, guys, is nothing more than a statement from a competent, incredible first-hand witness. Somebody like a spouse, a pastor, a brother, a sister, somebody you served with, a neighbor, maybe who's known you for a long period of time, a boss, Right Your current boss, a coworker, and all you need in that buddy letter by the way we've we've got if you google vA buddy letter, I think we're the first link. I have an actual example in the four parts of a buddy letter. The whole idea behind a buddy letter is you want somebody who's competent and credible to shed some light on what they saw or what they witnessed, okay so it it might be a one page document that says something like, "I served with John Smith." During operation during freedom, we, we shared a hooch together, right? There were times when he snored so loudly, it sounded like a freaking chainsaw, kept our whole room up at night. There were times he stopped breathing. We thought he was dead, right? We didn't know what was going on. He did not have this issue prior to service, but he does now. I'm 100% certain, based on what I witnessed, that he had obstructive sleep apnea while on active duty, it just wasn't formally diagnosed until five years after the service, right? But I remember him complaining about being tired all the time and all the issues that he had, right? That's what a buddy alert helps you do. It adds credibility to your narrative, right? It boosts the evidence and it helps you get to at least as likely as not. Again, what does that mean? It means tie goes to the runner, right? Who are my baseball fans? I'm, I'm not a big baseball fan. I'll watch the World Series. Um, but what that means is you're sprinting to first base. You hit a ground ball. You're sprinting to first base. Uh, the second baseman grabs it, throws it to the first baseman. Your foot hits the bag at the exact moment the first baseman catches the ball, right? And the umpire shouts, safe, right? And puts the arms up. Tie goes to the runner. Same, same situation here with at least as likely as not. Now, unfortunately, we know the C&P examiner VA raider, they try to play doctor, right? They try to play lawyer, right? And they are not even following their own freaking rules. It makes me so angry. Good Lord. Some of the stuff, guys, that our veterans are sharing in our mastermind of some of the denials, the VA doesn't even know their own rules. It makes me sick. But again, that's why we're arming you with information so you can punch back. Okay? So buddy letter from a first hand witness. That's the first thing you can do to overcome a denial of service connection. The other thing you can do is to obtain a competent and credible VA Nexus letter from a private medical provider. Okay. These are independent medical providers who can look at your records. They can conduct a disability examination with you. Okay, whether it's an in-person or a virtual. At It depends on what the condition is. But they can look at your records over time and using their medical expertise, they can help make a decision. Okay, they're going to give a medical opinion is all that it's called. It's sometimes referred to as an independent medical opinion, um, an independent medical nexus letter, VA nexus letter. Those are all interchangeable for the same things. But what that independent provider can do is they can cite that based upon medical research, based upon VA case law precedent, okay, there's ways to search VVA cases online, in their medical opinion, the likelihood that your current disability is due to your service. Something like obstructive sleep apnea secondary to PTSD, right? That's one we, we hear about often, right? Hey, Brian, I have obstructive sleep apnea. I think it was due to my service-connected PTSD. Got it. Here's the deal, guys. The medical research on that link is sketchy at best, okay? Again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a lawyer, but I know how to use Google, and I know how to be resourceful and ask people who are experts, okay? That's where a lot of this is coming from. I spend hours each day researching, M21-1, VA case law, reading BVA decisions, Okay, writing posts, our own original posts, by the way. (laughs) All of our content is our own. We spend a lot of time listening to you guys in our mastermind, which is how we're sharing all this information. Oh, by the way, we hear from VA Raiders, who are also disabled veterans. They're sharing things with us. Why? Because then we can turn around and share it with you. Okay, That's where all this is coming from. Right. Here's a free hack for you pubmed.gov. Okay, write that down p-u-b-m-e-d.gov. P-U-B, med, you can use that, it's a free government website. You can search for medical research related to your condition. Okay, you know what? Let's do this right now. I wasn't even planning to do this, but we're going to do it right now on the screen. Okay, I'm going to pull up a browser here and I'll show you what I mean. <clears throat> okay, you guys are getting lucky here, man. I'm I'm even sharing I'm sharing the best stuff today. All right, can everybody see my screen? yet somebody give me a thumbs up and say yeah, Brian, we got you. I just shared my screen. I just want to make sure that you guys can actually see it before I go about sharing it. So somebody let me know. Okay, so I've shared my screen, and all I'm doing here, guys, is I'm bringing up the Google machine. Okay. You can use any search engine, but personally, I like Google. You can go to Google, and you can write PubMed, enter, Okay, and it's the first hit that comes up. PubMed is a free search engine accessing primarily the Medline database of references and abstracts and life sciences, biomedical topics, blah, blah, blah. This is a National Institute of Health website. It's a government uh, agency. Okay. <clears throat> And then what you can do is within PubMed, it's almost like its own Google search, right? So you can look for things. There's also advanced searching. If you wanna search by certain tags or categories, you can look at clinical inquiries. You can also just Google exactly what you're looking for. Okay, but I'm on pubmed.gov and I'm just gonna type um, plantar fasciitis military, Okay. And you'll see it spits out some studies here, right? Talks about plantar fasciitis in military, medical service, a case report. Plantar fasciitis is a common disease, this condition, blah, 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 blah. It talks about the likelihood of it in military veterans. Okay, so that's a case study. That's a a medical research report you could print out and use. Here's one, classification of calcaneal spurs calcified heel spurs and their relationships with plantar fasciitis, okay? If you've ever had an x-ray image done of your heel and you've got a bone spur, you've got a calcified spur, you might want to check out that study to see if there's a link with plantar fasciitis, which is severe heel pain. If you ever had plantar fasciitis, you know what I'm talking about. It's brutal. Here's another one. The incidence of plantar fasciitis in the United States military, okay? You could also ser- search for uh obstructive sleep apnea and ptsd right maybe you're trying to link those two here you go osa and psychiatric disorders comorbid insomnia and sleep apnea right so uh, maybe you're looking at this issue of you've got insomnia or you've got weight gain right and you're trying to possibly connect it to obstructive sleep apnea here's another one obstructive sleep apnea And post traumatic stress disorder among OEF, OIF, OND veterans. Maybe you're an Operation Iraqi Freedom Vet or an Operation During Freedom Vet, and you now have obstructive sleep apnea. You've also got PTSD. Okay. Now, I believe I've read this research study before. I'm gonna open it up. Um, Yes, I've read this before. Essentially, what it says here's the conclusion, right? OEF, OIF, OND veterans with a PTSD screen as high risk for OSA, okay? If you have PTSD, you fall in these categories, you're high risk for OSA, and you're at much higher risks and a higher rate than seen in other studies, right? Interesting. The other thing you could do is just type exactly what you're looking for into Google and read the case law, right? You could print out a case law and and circle your exact situation. Hey, I'm trying to prove migraines secondary to whatever, GERD, right? Here's a medical research report. Here's previous case law where the precedent was the the veteran got granted service connection. Here's why. They circle it. Boom, done, right? Now, what we recommend, it's not required, is that even with all this other stuff, medical reports, research studies, case law, I still think, this is my opinion, that you should obtain a medical nexus letter from a private, independent medical professional, be- especially if you're going for secondary service connection, Okay, because the requirements for secondary service connection is there still needs to be a medical link between the conditions, Okay, and that medical link can be established typically through a medical nexus letter. Okay, Is all this making sense? Yes. Somebody say yes. Whoop. By the way, you'll probably see by now across the screen or at the bottom, there's a button. Okay. If you need help, if you're stuck, if you're frustrated, if you're underrated, okay, you can join our VA Claims Insider Elite Membership Program for this much in upfront fees, $0. Okay. We do not charge upfront fees for you to join our membership program to access our proprietary resources, the Buddy Letter Generator Tool, the VA Claims Insider Mastermind Group our veteran coaches. okay. You're going to be paired in another mastermind with all of your cohort. okay. And oh, by the way, you're going to get access to our network of private, independent medical professionals for disability benefit questionnaire reviews and medical nexus letters. Guys, guess what the number one reason is why VA disability claims get denied? Lack of medical evidence. VA disability claim, I don't care who tells you different. If somebody tells you your VA claim was denied for a process issue, your VA claim was denied because they didn't know the condition, your VA claim was denied because whatever, right? You just don't know how to file it the right way. Chances are they're they're filling you with a bunch of BS, okay? In our experience, VA disability claims come down to medical evidence. Is it competent? Is it credible? Is it new? Is it relevant? medical evidence, okay? That's what disability claims come down to, guys. If you read CFR 38, part four, the schedule for rating disabilities, that's the governing law behind all 800 plus rateable conditions under the law, the level of symptoms you gotta have to meet criteria, you better spend some time in that and get familiar with what is my condition? How is it classified, right? What are the symptoms required to, to warrant my rating level? Okay. Again, you got to arm yourself with info, guys. Okay. But inside VA Cleanse Insider Elite, all right, you're going to join our mastermind. You're going to get paired with a veteran coach. You're going to have access, okay, to our network of private, independent medical professionals for DBQs and Nexus letters at 74 to 90% off what other doctors charge for the same service. Now, I've had vets tell me. Brian, there's other companies that they provide these at no cost. Okay, here's my opinion on that. I, Brian Reese, VA Claims Insider, our team, and you, I don't ever want to be in a position where somebody accuses us of fudging medical evidence or paying somebody to be an employee To fudge medical evidence, and the more they fudge it, the more we get paid. I don't ever wanna be in that situation, okay? Which is why our medical team is independent of VA Claims Insider. They do not work for us, they are not my employees. I do not direct them. They are free to say no in their medical opinions, okay? Now, that's also why our medical opinions hold so much weight, okay? They are competent and credible, they are new and relevant evidence, okay? But again, within our membership programs, we're able to get volume discounts. Okay? Now, if you don't want to join the program, you don't have to. Just understand that if you can't get this evidence from your own doctors, you're probably going to pay four, five, six, eight times as much from somebody else. It's up to you how you want to play it. Okay, Again, you can get started today for free. VAClaimsInsiderElite.com. Okay, We do charge for the resources. Our proprietary resource, access to our materials, the mastermind group, if and only if you win your rating and get an increase. Okay, and we charge six times your monthly increase, payable one time. That's it. Okay, that's it. We have accepted the risk as veterans for you. Okay, now I've had some other vets go, This is ridiculous. These fees are obscene. We could flip the model, we could say, Fine. The the Nexus and DBQs are X number of money. Hey, it's $10,000 to join our program. And we've got a staff, guys, of 180 folks. I'm super proud of that, by the way. We are a for-profit company. And again, I'm very proud of that. It enables us to operate at a profit, to give back even more into community, to improve the lives of military members and veterans, okay? Again, you want some help you're stuck, you're frustrated and underrated, go to vaclaimsinsiderelite.com. Okay. It's a three-step intake. You can get started. It takes about 96 hours <clears throat> for a, a member of our team to get in touch. Okay. Please keep asking your questions, by the way. I'm going to answer them <clears throat> as quickly as I can as we go through this. Okay. Again, you want some help? vaclaimsinsiderelite.com. Now, you don't have to use us. Right? You can go use your own rep. You could go use a different company. You could try to source your own doctors. You could try it yourself. Right? There's no requirement to use us. Right? We're simply an option for you guys um, if you need some help and you're sick of being denied and, and you need more medical evidence. Why do claims get denied? Lack of medical evidence. What do we do? We connect you with doctors. It's a pretty simple solution, guys. Pretty simple solution. Okay, so we talked about the two things. Number one reason that we see lack of medical evidence, but the most common is you don't have a medical diagnosis and a medical record. Number two, there's no clear nexus, which is that connection, a logical link or connection needed to prove service connection on an at least as likely as not basis. That's number two. Let's get into the final one. The third thing, severity of symptoms. Okay, lack of symptoms no evidence of current symptoms, okay? So I want you to think about this. Let's say I have post-traumatic stress disorder, okay? And I have a medical diagnosis, right? Maybe it came from a VA doctor, I've been in therapy, right? Maybe you were even diagnosed on active duty. Maybe it's clear that that PTSD is due to your combat deployment to Iraq, right? You've got a journal you wrote, you had a buddy letter, you uploaded your medals, citations, newspaper articles, okay, clearly those stressor events rise to the level of a connection to PTSD, okay? If you have no symptoms, okay, your PTSD symptoms do not interfere with your work, your life, your social functioning, okay? Chances are you got a diagnosis, it'll be service-connected, but your rating is gonna be low ball. 0%, 10%, 30%. Okay? Now maybe that's where you should be. Okay, by no means um, am I encouraging anyone to lie or stretch the truth. That's against federal law, okay? The False Claims Act. Uh, criminal, criminal um, issues there. Okay, don't do it. Do not ever lie or stretch the truth. What we see most common though in fellow vets is you're not honest about how severe your symptoms are, Okay, You're embarrassed. I've been there, right? I've been there. You don't want to talk about your sexual dysfunction, right? You don't want to talk about why you're divorced. You don't want to talk about that you're abusing drugs or alcohol. You don't want to talk about your obsessive rituals and how you walk around your house checking windows, doors, and locks. You don't want to talk about how you're afraid to leave your house. You don't want to talk about how you don't go to your kids' events, okay, because you're afraid of the crowds, okay? You don't talk about your anger issues, your panic attacks, your inability to work effectively, your memory problems, right? Sound familiar? I see people chiming in going, good Lord, you just, you just talked about this with me. Um, guys, it, here's the deal. I know it. I've lived it there's a way out okay but what i want to tell you guys though is you have to be uncomfortably vulnerable when you're seeking help in therapy and when you want to talk about your disability symptoms okay you have to be uncomfortably vulnerable you've got to be open and honest and truthful and you have to tell all because if you don't your medical records are not going to adequately support your symptoms okay your CNP examiner, if you're not very open, honest, and vulnerable in telling them how your mental health conditions are affecting your work, your life, your social functioning, guess what? They're either gonna deny it or they're gonna lowball your rating, okay? So how do you fight back against a lowball rating? You get a DBQ. You get a disability benefit questionnaire from a private provider and you file for an increase right you can do it with your accredited agent or you can do it right on va.gov/benefits Now okay? you just go to your disability and click request increase but you got to have medical evidence and or a buddy letter and or your personal statement that you write to show that your symptoms are now worse okay or to explain to the cnp examiner or the va rater why you should have a higher rating under the law okay That's what it's all about. Because in general, guys, the more severe your disability symptoms are, the higher the VA disability rating and compensation you'll receive for you and your family, okay? So what do we talk about today? Three common reasons disability claims get denied. No diagnosis, okay? Get your butt to the doctor, get a diagnosis. No clear nexus. Claim gets denied service connection. Get a buddy letter, okay? Write a personal statement, go get a private independent nexus letter, go ask your doctor for one, okay? Or you can use a VA Claims Insider independent provider, right? And then the third part, no symptoms or your inability to properly explain your severity of your symptoms, which is why you've got a low ball rating. Okay? Again, you need some help guys. Do you believe you deserve a higher rating? You're stuck, frustrated, and underrated? get your butt inside of elite. Okay. VA claims insider elite.com. It's a three-step intake. You'll also see a link down at the bottom of the screen. You can go there. Okay. And get yourself some help. Okay. Hopefully this was helpful for you guys. I see a ton of people still on. There's 258 of you, which is just rad. Um, somebody wrote, Brian needs some help with his green screen. (laughs) Sorry. This, um, For some reason, it it looks a little funky in here, I'm not sure why. Um, It could be that the graphic that I'm using was not actually made for a green screen, but I found it. It's a cool galaxy, um, and I wanted to represent the new United States Space Force. (laughs) Oh, you guys are awesome. Oh my gosh. I'm going to try to answer a few questions here. Um, Again, keep, uh, keep firing away as well if you're watching the recording on YouTube please ask your question. You can open up this video description or go to the bottom and we'll try to answer. Okay. Okay. Let's see. I'm sitting here in tears. You are describing me and I just got denied. Oh, I'm sorry, Joanne. It's, I'll tell you, you know, we just, we're not honest about this stuff. I thought when I was struggling with anxiety and depression, and alcohol and prescription drugs. I thought I was the only one, okay? Sound familiar? We suffer in silence, guys, because a lot of times we think we're the only person dealing with it, and we're just crazy, and we're just embarrassed, and we're just broken, and we're just stupid and dumb, and everybody's gonna think we're weak. You wanna know the reality? Here's the reality. Okay, I don't have the exact numbers, but I'm just going to share what I think based on what I see. I would venture to guess virtually every single veteran I have ever met struggles with some type of mental health issue. Okay, now, I'm not saying everybody has PTSD. That isn't what I'm saying. But there's something going on. Anxiety. Depression, anger, panic, sleep, insomnia, um, weird rituals, whatever, right? Guilt, shame, suffering. There's something going on there, guys. Chronic pain, right? This focus, this constant awareness of your physical disabilities start affecting your life. It's called chronic pain syndrome, right? Somatic symptom disorders, very common. In military members. But my point is, you are not alone. You're not alone, you guys. It doesn't matter if you were a freaking Navy SEAL. It doesn't matter if you were a four star general. It doesn't matter if you served for one day. It's very, very common for veterans to have disability conditions and we suffer alone in silence. Why do you think I make these videos? Why do you think I'm vulnerable with you? Why do you think I share my story with you? It's to help you, because something we might just talk about, somebody who checks in with you, right, does a buddy check, a little wingman check, that might just save your life, okay? And that's way more important to me than anything to do with your disability, okay? Your life is important. Your life matters. God puts you here for a reason, God put me here for a reason. Maybe it's for me to speak into your life right now. Just like we're doing right now. Okay? Maybe it's the little quiet voice telling you, you know what? I'm drinking too much. I'm taking too many drugs. I'm ruining my life. I'm spending too much time at bars. I'm spending too much time away from my kids. I'm an asshole to my spouse. Right? maybe this is that little push that you need to pick up the phone to call the va hotline right the suicide hotline maybe it's enough to kick you in the butt to say i need to start therapy i need to get better right that's my hope for you today right love you guys all right aim high Have a 30 for depression. Yeah, so Brian, the the average, this is interesting. I'm a huge nerd when it comes to numbers. The average mental health rating in 2018, 2019 is 70%. That's the mean and the median, meaning the average veteran who has a disability rating for any mental health condition, the average is 70%. At 30%, the symptoms are pretty low, right? Versus at 70%, we start talking about occupational and social impairment with deficiencies in most areas, right? Work, life, social functioning. It describes a whole bunch of uh, symptoms. By the way, you don't need to meet all those symptoms. You don't need to meet any of those symptoms. That's a general criteria for you to assess where you're at. Okay. Glenn wrote, Brian and the whole VACI family is the real deal. They, unlike the VA, care about fellow vets. That's awesome. Thank you, Glenn. Love you, brother. Amanda, I'm at 30% for migraines. Um, Excuse me, every time I get hit with a really bad episode. So 30% is the norm, right, is what I would say for headaches, Ten percent, thirty percent. the highest schedule rating you can have for any type of headache, whether it's a migraine, a tension headache, doesn't matter. <clears throat> the highest rating you can have by law is fifty percent. And at the fifty percent level for headaches, you start seeing this issue in this discussion of economic inadaptability. okay what that means is your headaches are somehow limiting or affecting your work, your ability to produce, okay. That's not there at the 30% level. <clears throat> okay. It also talks about the issue with prostrating migraines, meaning you have to lie down. That's what prostrating means. It talks about the severity of those prostrating migraines okay, and how often. Very severe. Okay. Completely prostrating. So the 50% level, again, you've got to meet some pretty specific markers for how severe your headaches are. And, and I'm not saying you know you do or don't. I, I don't know. Situation, but maybe you do qualify for the higher rate. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. I entered the military with mild stenosis and pest planus. Okay. So pest planus is flat feet. Very, very common, by the way. Um, DBQ has me for degenerative disc disease and lumbosacral spine. Okay. So issue with the neck and back. Is there a difference between the two for my feet? They gave me 0% for feet. Not pest planus. Yeah, so there, there's a huge difference. So let me just talk about the pest planus real quick. Flat feet is not a rateable disability condition under the law. I'm gonna say that again. You're not going to get a disability rating with a percentage for having flat feet. Okay. If that flat feet causes you to have another rateable condition like plantar fasciitis, severe heel pain. if your pest planus causes functional impairment, limitations in your work life, social functioning, then you are likely to get a rating for it. Okay, but just because you have flat feet doesn't mean you're going to get a percent rating for that condition. You have to have symptoms that are somehow limiting or affecting you. So what you may want to do, Eric, is maybe you just got screwed by a bad C&P exam. Maybe your medical records just aren't documented well enough to show the severity of your symptoms and what you're dealing with in your feet. So what you may want to do is write a personal statement, go back to the doctor. I don't know if, you've, if you have severe heel pain, but maybe you've done uh, injections, right? Uh, I've had that done. I've got pretty severe plantar fasciitis in my left heel, right? I've, I've never had any issues in my right foot, but I've got it in my left heel. And I mean, I've tried everything, man, Uh, rolling it over a golf ball, night splints. Um, I've tried custom orthotics, insoles. I've had multiple rounds of injections. Um, And it doesn't really do anything. The injection might help numb the pain for three, four, five weeks. And then it's right back to that severe, sharp pain. So again, that limits my ability to work out, to run, to walk. I've gained weight right? It's affecting my life. So in when you're writing your personal statement or you're talking to your doctor, make sure you're getting very clear about your symptoms, okay? And don't focus on the fact that you have flat feet. Focus on what has that flat feet led to, okay? <clears throat> Jeff wrote, why was I granted adjustment disorder instead of somatic symptom disorder? Okay, Right now, there's I think there's 31 um, rateable mental health conditions under the law. Okay? In general, you're only going to get rated for one. Okay? You're not going to get rated for more than one mental health condition unless the VA rater can clearly differentiate symptoms, all right? which in our experience is virtually impossible. Because okay? mental health symptoms, uh, they, they run throughout. I mean, goodness. And TBI symptoms are very similar to mental health symptoms. Mental health symptoms are very similar to TBI symptoms, okay? Um, adjustment disorder symptoms are very similar to somatic symptom disorder. PTSD symptoms are virtually indistinguishable from major depressive disorder, okay, or generalized anxiety disorder. So um, my opinion, Jeff, is it, it doesn't matter what they actually diagnosed you with or what they chose to rate. What matters is, did they get the rating right? right? Is it where you should be or did they lowball you? Okay. Um, Yeah. Sean wrote right on B Reese. Everyone struggles. We are different people now. Yeah. I mean, man, and sometimes just being honest about what you're dealing with, right? The first step is admitting you got a problem. <laughs> I've never been to AA before, but I imagine, you know, that's probably the first step, right? Admitting that maybe you got something going on. Oh, thank you, Brian and Team Victory. Never stop until you get what you deserve. Amen. Oh, my goodness. Here's an issue with video teleconference. Like, You want to send me on a freaking rant? Uh, talk to me about video teleconference. I'm telling you guys right now, VA Raiders, C&P Examiners, DROs, VBA, you got to get your freaking head out of 1927. And understand it's 2020 and technology, people are being treated for disability, for symptom, for conditions with doctors all over the world. But yet for some reason, you refuse to update your own stupid regulations, M21-1, and you've decided VA raters and C&P examiners that you're gonna interpret the law yourself. And that, no, you've decided that, well, this exam was conducted over, over video, so it's not adequate. That's a bunch of crap, okay? Your own CNP examiners are using video, okay? VA doctors, VHA doctors are now treating patients, veterans, okay? Not just doing disability exams, you're actually treating psychology, psychiatry with video telecoms. The previous secretary of the VA implemented his new guidance on the use of telehealth, the expansion of telehealth to help support veterans in rural areas who can't drive five hours to get to a VA facility. It's absolute ludicrous that you can't figure out that conducting an examination over video is arguably the same or better as an exam conducted in person. Now, obviously, there are situations that require a physical exam, okay? Um, it's probably pretty difficult to conduct a range of motion test over video. Got it, so order a CNP exam, require an in-person examiner to use a goniometer to measure range of motion, got it, okay? But for something like mental health, if you can see a patient over video, You can see their eyes, their facial expressions, their demeanor, how they're dressed, their behavior. Behavioral observation. What does it matter? Again, you don't even know the law. You don't even know the law of what is considered competent, credible medical evidence. You don't even know what's considered new and relevant medical evidence. You don't even know how to interpret M21-1. Absolutely ridiculous. Okay? VBA, director, if you're hearing me, you got a problem, brother. You got a problem and you need to fix it. Okay? You need to fix it. Oh, mic drop. And <sighs> rant to people are like thumbs up, hearts, thumbs up. I'm not, again, I'm not, I'm not trying to be a jerk here. I just, I'm so angry for you guys, vets. So angry that our, our Raiders don't even know their own rules. Okay, And and the variation across regional offices, embarrassing, embarrassing. Um, Anyway, hopefully help is on the way. But anyway, um, the bottom line is, if you have medical evidence from a competent and credible provider, they conducted an adequate exam, depending on what it was, right, that's considered new and relevant medical evidence. I don't care who tells you differently, punch back. Fight back, uh, you get a crap CNP examiner. That's one of the things we see most often. We see a crap CNP examiner who would have denied you anyway, who decides because of their personal vendetta, I don't like the disability system, I think veterans are you know taking advantage of the government, the system, whatever. Okay, they screw you over, they don't conduct an adequate exam, they're not credentialed, they're adversarial, they put in there that they lo- that you're lying. They put in there that uh, you know, I put this person through these tests, and here's what they answered. I've actually seen, I've actually seen a CNP examiner get racist in their decision. I mean, how it's 2020. You're gonna bring race up as a reason for denial? I mean, guys, we we got a problem here, and we need to fight back. And what I'm telling our vets. Every veteran, if you're hearing my voice, you see this on Facebook, you see it on YouTube, if you get a crap C&P examiner, you call it out, you fight back in crap C&P examiner, I hope there's negative repercussions against you because I'm so tired and sick of you getting away with this. It's embarrassing. You should be ashamed of yourself. Frickin' ashamed. Makes me so mad. Anyway, all right, I'll stop ranting. That's my opinion. Gary, you guys helped me a lot. Love you guys. Uh, somebody asked about the uh, case law precedent. bva.va.gov. You can search case law. Oh, my goodness. There's still 250 of you on live. This is crazy. Um, I'm going to try to answer. Thank you, Sean. We got a whole bunch of team members answering stuff here. This is awesome. Um sh- 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 Oh, uh, question on the credentials of the doctors. Okay, this is this is an important one. I've seen in other forums again where where some of these people have no freaking clue what they're talking about, you guys. It's it's sad. They're spreading wrong information, and I see it every day, right? Well, if the opinion was denied and it was a nurse practitioner's opinion, your PA opinion should trump it, right? Or or your m d opinion medical doctor who's got more training education experience credentials blah blah that opinion should trump that of a lower level person. Let me get real with you for a second. I have yet to see a single instance where a higher level credentialed examiner trumped the crap c and p examiner, okay for the credential alone. What we do see is the competency, the credibility of the opinion, okay, and what they're using to back up their opinion. That matters far more than the credentials of the doctor, okay? Now, what I would recommend, again, this is my opinion, you can use a nurse practitioner, um, but a nurse practitioner goes to nursing school. They don't go to medical school, right? A PA is going to have medical training. So in my opinion, a physician's assistant or an MD or a PA working under an MD is a better combination. But that's just my opinion. Do I think the credential will matter? I don't. But I think you're perhaps going to get a better medical opinion from somebody who has more medical training. Again, though, that's, that's my opinion. Okay. Again, you guys need some help. VA claims insider elite. Dot com. It's a free three-step intake to get started. Okay, We're providing a ton of resources, over $13,000 worth of proprietary resources up front. Okay? We don't charge you up front. You also get discounted access to our network of private independent medical professionals for disability benefit questionnaire reviews, for medical nexus opinions. Now you may have some DBQs that require an in-person exam. Okay, We've, we've got in-person clinics that some of our network is is now tapping into. Okay? So, if you need a physical exam or you need an in-person disability exam, we've got options. Okay? Again, you can go to vaclaimsinsiderelite.com. You can get started today. Uh, reminder, keep asking your questions, guys. Please like and share this. Um, please encourage your fellow vets to punch back against illegal, immoral and unethical examiners. Man, I'm telling you, it's my freaking mission to call you out because I'm so tired of these garbage denials. Awful, okay? Love you guys. Be good. Again, Brian Reese here, the VA Cleanse Insider. I'm an Air Force disabled vet. I'm out from the Space Force (laughs) in Austin, Texas, all right? We'll talk to you guys soon.